Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. Welcome to Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. First of all, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank esteemed Sister Makama for this opportunity to lead into this session of intercession prayers. Thank you so much, Ma. God bless you and I love you so dearly. Esteemed family, I've posted a prayer focus in the chat and today we are are praying, declaring God's grace over every member of this family who has lost a loved one. So we pray fervently in tones of the Spirit, declaring God's grace and supernatural comfort over every member of Inspired by the Word who has lost a loved one, that they are supernaturally comforted on all sides by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And our scripture reference is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, which says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Esteem from depending on wherever you are connected from, kindly unmute your mic and pray declaring fervently. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you for every member of Inspired by the Word. Today, we pray, declaring that any member who has lost the number one, we declare that your comfort, oh God, there's shall comforted the Holy Spirit himself comforts them in all sides comforts not only them but their family they are comforted with the assurance that that loved one indeed died in Christ and on the day of the rapture we all meet again thank you heavenly father thank you sweet holy spirit no member of this family will be sad will be depressed before because they have lost their loved one but they'll be comforted other people will even be surprised at, wow how are you so, so much at peace how are you so much at peace because the peace of 
God. Oh God, I send their hearts. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. For an answered prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Once again, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank esteemed sister Makama for this opportunity to lead in today's session of intercession prayers. Thank you so much, Mark. God bless you. And I love you so dearly. I also want to thank the prayer team, esteemed Dr. Kelma and esteemed Sister Peace for this opportunity. Esteemed family, thank each and every one of you for connecting early to intercede for members of this family. Indeed, we are all at peace. Our heart is at peace and we spread peace wherever we are. God bless each and every one of you. And I love you also dearly. Enjoy every aspect of the devotion. Over to you, praise and worship team for the next session. For your wondrous love and grace, I would require, Lord, you have given me. You are my broken shield, my life and strength reveal. I stand in all of you. Oh, gracious Lord and King, you are my everything and my reality. You gave me victory abundantly. Lord, I rejoice in you for the life that I have in you. You mightly ran through me, King of my heart. You are my everything in my reality. You gave me victory abundantly. Lord, I rejoice in you for the life that I have in you. You mightly rest from me, King of my heart. Oh, oh, you're glorious in every way, righteous God of my praise. I love it is to know that I am confident in you. Yeah, the beauty of my day, 
To you my hands are Live for your glory and in your will for me. Lord, you are my everything and my reality. You gave me victory abundantly. Lord, I rejoice in you for the life that I have in you. You mightly render me king of my heart. Lord Jesus, king of my heart, I love you. I give you everything. Lord Jesus, the King of my heart, I love you. I give you everything. My everything, you're my reality. Jesus, you are everything. We exalt and magnify your holy name, O God. Thank you, Lord, for who you are to us. Thank you, O God, because with you, O God, we can scale mountains. We can do the impossible. With you, O God, there are no limitations on our path. We bless and exalt our Father. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we decree, O oh God, that as we take time, O oh God, to study your word today, to fellowship with the Spirit of God, that we receive insights. Father, O oh God, there is a concatenation, a coming together, a coming together of everything. We have received a word that for the rest of this month, it is all about testimonies. We insist by your word, O oh God, that this is our reality. We know what to do and we know how to do what to do because everything is coming together. There is a healing. There is a coming together for our good. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Thank you, Father. In the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. 
I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, DSM Sister Mutinta, for the amazing time of worship. And thank you, DSM Sister Tina, for leading us to pray. Esteemed family, today is Saturday, the 24th of February, in the year of the Lord 2024. The title of today's devotion is A Witness to Your Generation. Glory to God. And our theme scripture for today is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 32. And the Bible says to us, And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God had given to them that obey him. Glory to God. Oh, just Im imagine that sentence. He said, Whom God had given to them that obey him. Pastor says to us, and we can read the rhapsody together now. Thank you, SM Sister Mutinta. Did you know that God ex expects your friends and colleagues, co-workers, business associates, schoolmates, family members, co-tenants, and all those he ever connects you with who aren't yet born again will get to hear the gospel through you for their salvation? Did you know that God expects your friends and colleagues, your co-workers, your business associates, your schoolmates, your family members, your co-tenants, and all those he ever connects you with who aren't yet born again will get to hear the gospel through you for their salvation. Did you know it? They are all hanging on to the trust committed to you by God. He holds you responsible as their witness. Kai. Oh, Ah, dear Lord God. He holds you responsible as their witness. You are the witness to your generation, child of God. Therefore, be committed to bringing salvation to those in your world. That's where your fulfillment in life lies. Your fulfillment in life lies in people. Lies in your commitment to your world. It lies in bringing salvation to everyone in your world. You become a fruit-producing branch, fulfilling what Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. You are a fruit-bearing branch, child of God, bearing fruits of righteousness and manifesting works of righteousness. You carry the seeds of the kingdom of God inside you. That's your number one ministry in life. Kai. That's your number one ministry in life. Remember the words of Jesus. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. 
make the expansion of his kingdom in the earth your priority and his glory will be manifested in and through you. You have to come to the realization that the gospel, the same message that saved your life has been committed to your trust. You have to come to the realization that the gospel, the same message, that same message that saved your life has been committed to your trust. Paul knew it, and he declared in 1 Timothy 1.11, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, take personal responsibility for the gospel and you will live an absolutely fulfilling and impactful life. Glory to God. You know, yesterday's, you know, yesterday's uh, um, rhapsody, today is just a continuation of yesterday's rhapsody. And if you're, if you're listening to the pastor, if you're listening to pastor in these days, you will understand that there is, the water is being stirred. Something is happening, child of God. Because he, he keeps reminding us by the Spirit of God what we are here to do and what matters. In the times we live in, it is easy to get distracted. Yesterday I was talking with someone very dear to me and the person was telling me, you know, categorizing different set of people and there was a crisis in my office and the person, the person told me, like, this crisis it's called you know the people who are involved in the crisis say they are called distractors of administration and that word really shook me and what he said that they are called distractors of administration and me i love to learn i went to look it up and i found that there can also be people who are called distractors of politics distractors so you find that in every sphere of life there is always a group of people who are labeled distractors. In the times that we are in, there is something called economic distractors. And they are there for the sole purpose of distracting you from your target. So in times that we are in, people can get distracted. You get distracted by thinking that it is by paying more attention to your work, it is by paying more attention to the business that you will make ends meet. People are trying, listen to that word, to make ends meet, making ends meet. Ends are not designed to meet. They are ends, for God's sake. That word inherently is fallacious in nature. If ends meet, it will no longer be an end, it will be a continuation. So the nature of that word, ends, cannot meet. Which is why Pastor has told us and reminded us again that the only way to live an absolutely fulfilling and impactful life, having wealth and riches in your house, is by staying on the primary thing. Remember yesterday's meditation? Remember today's rhapsody, yesterday's rhapsody, today's meditation? 
They take personal responsibility for the gospel. And you will live an absolutely fulfilling life. Take your personal assignment in your local church, your personal assignment in ministry, your personal assignment in life and purpose. Take it, take it passionately, Pastor said to us yesterday. Renew your passion. Do it until you know that this is, your, your body is weary and you sleep. Be on it. And when you wake up, that will be the first thing on your mind. Priority numero uno. So that is the only way not to be distracted by the distractors of our, our times. Glory be to God forever. Thank you, dear esteemed Sister Maka, for the amazing, amazing opportunity to take today's Rhapsody of Priority segment. God bless you, man. Over to you, the New Testament. And thank Thank you so, so much, esteemed Dr. Kelmar. I love you always. I take personal responsibility for the gospel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. Thank you so, so much, esteemed Sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity to take the further studies. And we will take the further studies of today's Rhapsody. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 20 in the King James Version says, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. And then, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16 in the King James Version says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, who is unto me if I preach not the gospel? Mark 16 verse 15 in the King James Version says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. Right now, esteemed family, would take the confession together. Father, thank you for bless. Thank you for the blessing of being counted faithful to be a minister of reconciliation. Thank you for your glorious gospel, which has been committed to my trust. I'll keep preaching it boldly, everywhere and to everyone until the whole earth is filled with the knowledge of your glory and your salvation and righteousness reign upon the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Right away, we'd go to our um, New Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. And we are in the book of Mark chapter 6, you would take from verse 30 down to the last verse of the chapter. Caption, Jesus feeds 5,000. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples and his apostles 
didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Verse 35, late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, there is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do we have, he said. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Verse 39, and Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. Verse 42, they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish, a total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Hallelujah. Caption, Jesus walks on water. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake of Beth, uh, Bethsaida with, while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they crowded out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. <laughs> they were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Verse 53, after they had crossed the lake, they landed at Right. <laughs> they brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Our last verse for the day, wherever he went, in villages, in cities, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplace. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now we've come to the end of our um, New Testament reading for our one-year Bible reading plan. Once again, I'd like to kindly thank the esteemed sister Makama for this amazing opportunity to handle this segment. And thank you as well, Pastor Wanyema, for the opportunity. I do not take it lightly. 
at not kindly hand over to the New Testament readers. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. Amen. Thank you so much, Justin. This is the Ilwani for the New Testament reading. Justin family, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. Thank you so much, Justin Stamaka, for the opportunity to handle these segments of our devotion this morning. Justin family, we're going to be reading from the book of Leviticus 25 for the Old Testament in the NLT translation, the Sabbath year. While Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you have entered the land I am giving you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. For six years you may plant your fields and prune your vineyards and harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It is the Lord's Sabbath. Do not plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own. Or Sorry, Sister Ogier. Um, good morning, Ma. Are you using an earpiece? Yes, Ma. Okay. It's affecting the quality of the sound. Okay, let me disconnect. Okay, so I'll go from verse, verse 6. Or let me just take from verse 5. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own or gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest. Verse 6. But you may eat whatever the land produces on its own during its Sabbath. This applies to you, your male and female servants, your hired workers, and the temporary residents who live with you. Your livestock and the wild animals in your land will also be allowed to eat what the land produces. The year of Jubilee. In addition, you must count up seven Sabbath years, seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the Day of Atonement in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. Set this year apart as holy, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you, when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. During that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of the crops that grow, grow on their own and don't gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you and you must keep it holy, but you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. In the year of jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors. When you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must not take advantage of each other. When you buy land from your neighbor, the price you pay must be based on the number of years since the last jubilee. The seller must set the price by taking into account the number of years remaining until the next year of jubilee. The more years until the next jubilee, the higher the price. The fewer years, the lower the price. After all, the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvests. Show your fear of God by not taking advantage of each other. I am the Lord your God. Verse 18, if you want to live securely in the land, follow my decrees and obey my regulations. Then the land will yield large crops and you will eat in your field and live securely in it. But you might ask, what will we eat during the seventh year since we are not allowed to plant or harvest crops that year? 
be assured that I will send my blessings for you in the sixth year. So the land will produce a crop large enough for three years. Glory. When you plant your fields in the eighth year, you will be you will still be eaten from the large crop of the sixth year. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, you will still be eaten from that large crop when the new crop is harvested in the ninth year. Oh, what a God. Hallelujah. Redemption of property. The land must never be sold on a permanent basis, for the land belongs to me. You are only foreigners and tenants, farmers working for me. With every purchase of land, you must grant the seller the right to buy it back. If one of your fellow Israelites falls into poverty and is forced to sell some family land, then a close relative should buy it back for him. If there is no close relative to buy the land, but the person who sold it gets enough money to buy it back, he then has the right to redeem it from the one who bought it. The price of the land will be discounted according to the number of years until the year, until the next year of Jubilee. In this way, the original owner can then return to the land. But if the original owner cannot afford to buy back the land, it will remain with the new owner until the next year of Jubilee. In the Jubilee year, the land must be returned to the original owners so they can return to their family land. Verse 29, anyone who sells a house inside the walled town has the right to buy it back for a full year after its sale. During that year, the seller retains the right to buy it back. But if it is not bought back within a year, the sale of the house within the walled town cannot be reversed. It will become the permanent property of the buyer. It will not be returned to the original owner in the year of Jubilee. But a house in a village, a settlement without fortified walls, will be treated like property in the countryside. Such a house may be bought back at any time, and it must be returned to the original owner in the year of Jubilee. The Levites always have the right to buy back a house they have sold within the town allocated to them. And any property that is sold by the Levites, all houses within the Levitical towns, must be returned in the year of Jubilee. After all, the houses in the towns reserved for the Levites are the only property they own in all Israel. The open pasture land around the Levitical towns may never be sold. It is their permanent possession. Redemption of the poor and enslaved. If one of your fellow Israelites falls into poverty and cannot support himself, support him as you would a foreigner or a temporary resident and allow him to live with you. Do not charge interest or make profits at his expense. Instead, show your fear of God by letting him live with you as your relative. Remember, do not charge interest on money you lend him or make a profit on food you sell him. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. If one of your fellow Israelites falls into poverty and is forced to sell himself to you, do not treat him as a slave. Treat him instead as a hired worker or as a temporary resident who lives with you, and he will serve you on, only until the year of Jubilee. At that time, he and his children will no longer be obligated to you, and they will return to their clans and go back to the land originally allotted to their ancestors. The people of Israel are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt, so they must never be sold as slaves. Show your fear of God by not treating them harshly. However, you may purchase male and female slaves from among the nations around you. You may also purchase the children of temporary residents who live among you, including those who have been born in your land. You may treat them as your property, passing them on to your children as a permanent inheritance. You may treat them as slaves, but you must never treat your fellow Israelites this way. Verse 47, support a foreigner or temporary resident 
Sorry. Suppose a foreigner or temporary resident becomes rich while living among you. If any of your fellow Israelites fall into poverty and are forced to sell themselves to such a foreigner or to a member of his family, they still retain the right to be bought back even after they have been purchased. They may be bought back by a brother, an uncle, or a cousin. In fact, anyone from the extended family may buy them back. They may also redeem themselves if they have prospered. They will negotiate the price of their freedom with the price with the person who bought them. The price will be based on the number of years from the time they were sold until the next year of Jubilee, whatever it would cost to hire a worker for that period of full of time. Verse 51. If many years still remain until the Jubilee, they will repay the proper proportion of what they received when they sold themselves. If only a few years remain until the year of Jubilee, they will repay a small amount for their redemption. The foreigner must treat them as workers hired on a yearly basis. You must not allow a foreigner to treat any of your fellow Israelites harshly. If any Israelites have not been bought back by the time of the year of Jubilee arrives, they and their children must be set free at that time. For the people of Israel belong to me. They are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Glory to God. Esteemed family, right now, we're going to proceed to our affirmation for today. The affirmation is going to be on the screen shortly, and we will take it together. Thank you, dear Father. Yes, glory to God. Thank you so much, dear Sim Samaka, for this opportunity. Right now, Sim family, I'll be handing over to the meditation team. Do enjoy the rest of your day and have a beautiful weekend. God bless you.
Good morning, once again, esteemed Sister Makama. Good morning, esteemed Pastor Deborah. Thank you for this opportunity. Esteemed family, right away, we'll get into our meditating segment. And today, our theme for today is exceedingly fruitful. And our scripture for meditation is taken from Leviticus 26, verse 9 to 10. We take it in the morning and the evening in the CEB version. And I'll say it 1,000 times a day. Then our message of the day today is your tongue and your safety, part one. And, and then our book reading, we'll be reading Proverbs chapter 24 in the TLB. We'll be reading Ephesians, the introduction in TPT, and also the study of the Psalms in Psalm 89, also in the TPT version. And our song, worship or prayer song for the day is King of My Heart by Minister Rita So. In our book reading portion, we are still on the how to pray effectively. And today we'll be taking pages 48 to 58. Please, let's go to the... Okay. So today our scripture for meditation is Leviticus chapter 26, verse 9 to 10 in the CEB translation. And it says, I will turn my face to you, will make you fruitful and numerous, and will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating the previous year's harvest when the time will come to clear it out to make room for the new. Esteemed from please cut me. Our dictionary team, please help us find the word, the meaning of the word fruitful and also the meaning of the word numerous. Fruitful and numerous. So fruitful, what does it mean to be fruitful? So fruitful can mean to produce, like to produce a lot, to bring something into fruition. Like that's what I found when I searched, to bring something into fruition, like to come into a ripening state, to come into maturity. Like when you are fruitful, you produce results, you are not stagnant. And also, please, can someone help us post the definition of the West in the chat. And also, what does it mean to be numerous? Okay, thank you. So fruitful is producing good or helpful results, being productive, yes. When you are fruitful, you are productive, you are not stagnant. Like you bring things into fruition. You are, you are, you are if it's a tree, the tree produces fruits. It is not a tree that is not, doesn't thrive, doesn't produce fruits, but a tree that produces fruits. So the Bible is telling us today, God is saying that he will turn his face to us, will make us fruitful and numerous, and he will keep his covenant with us, with me. So, And I will still, will be, still be eating the previous year's harvest when the time will come to clear it out, to make room for the new. So this means that there's no, okay, the word numerous is indefinitely large numerical, many, like so many, like much, Okay, esteemed sister, numerous existing in large numbers. So that means that, like, it's not just you, something that you have that only you and your family are having, but you, you, uh, you produce so much that people, other people are able to enjoy what you bring. Like, you bring things into maturity. You bring fruits into perfection. So this is what today's meditation will be about. Like God wants us to be fruitful. Like fruitful, I'm fruitful in every area of my life. In my job, I'm fruitful. In my academics, I'm fruitful. Like I'm not among those who that maybe I'm fruitful in my academics, I'm fruitful in my job. Then 
my spiritual life is stagnant. No, I'm fruitful in every area of my life. I produce results. I produce results. Okay. Sister Cynthia says, numerous means very many being and existing in great quantity. Yes. So being fruitful means that like as if, if like a fruit becomes like a forest, like something like a forest. So we always remember that I'm not, you are not ordinary. When you arrive at a place, if there's a business that is not moving forward, so once you, you enter that business, there's no stagnation. There's no wilderness in your life because you are fruitful. You produce results. If there's anything that is not going on well, when you come in, you have arrived because Christ has arrived. Everything, there's fruitfulness in everything that you do. Everything that you touch becomes fruitful everything that you 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 touch becomes numerous if it's a business it's producing numerous my businesses are producing numerous profits like the my people in my soul they are becoming numerous like every area of my life is fruitful and numerous and the bible is also saying that you eat the previous year's harvest so if like in in an economic terms like if maybe a farmer and you you harvested last year. That means this year's harvest. You know you've not even started to touch it. You are still eating from the previous year's harvest. Like there's always enough, more than enough to eat and to give. Like there's no stagnation. There's no wilderness in your life. Like you are always fruitful. You are always numerous, producing so much, producing in large quantities. Like you're you're an overflow. Like thank you, Sister Cynthia. You're producing in large quantities. You are becoming a fruitful field and the fruitful food is becoming a forest. Like you are producing, your business is producing, your cell meeting is producing, your cell is producing members. Like you are producing, your church is producing brethren and like everything around you. You are becoming so fruitful. There's no stagnation in my life. There's no stagnation in any aspect of your life. So you are producing, you are fruitful in every good way because we are, we are showing forth the glory of God that is in our lives. If we, we don't think that, oh, okay, maybe uh, someone will say, oh, this is the season. Okay, you know that in, in life, they will say, okay, this is the season to produce this. In maybe January, this crop is producing. No, but our life is not like that. If so far as we are in Christ, we are fruitful in all seasons. Yes, that's what I want to say. We are fruitful in all seasons. In January, we are producing. In February, we are producing. In March, we are producing. In every season, we are producing. We are so much fruitful. No stagnation. Where other people making it, we are making it. Where other people, businesses that other people are venturing into that they are saying oh this is not this is not orange season this is not pineapple season we plant pineapples we plant orange and they produce fruits like that should be our mentality that we are fruits when we are productive anywhere we go christ has arrived we bring fruits out of perfection our projects cannot be aborted like a few days ago sister maka was saying that like in this february maybe our uh, some people who have their new year goals and like they'll say oh in February like the kind of enthusiasm they started the year with though they have reduced no we don't do that we bring projects into perfection we bear fruits all the time like there's no way we say we are stopping no every day we are bearing fruits there's no aborting of ideas in our lives because we are the heritage of Jacob we are children of God we produce fruits in and out of season in and out 
out of season. There's no out of season in our lives. You can't say, oh, like, let me stop small. Or, oh, like, no, no, no. There's nothing like that. Because the Bible says that we'll be eating the previous year's harvest. That means, like, always we have. Because we are, we've not even harvested this year. But our previous year's harvest, we are now eating it. So we have in abundance. Like, we, so much we are producing so much we are never dry never fainting ever blessed what a life we've been called into what a life we've been called into and this kind of life as you are producing as you are fruits as you are producing not just for you but you give you give in your partnership that means like this and our partnership will not be the same as last year because we are fruitful. So if last year you gave one million dollars, this year you can't give the same one million dollars. Like your vision has to be high because you are fruitful. You are bearing fruits. We are like the tree planted by the rivers of water that bring us forth fruits in a season. We cannot be out of season. We are always actively bringing fruits into perfection our ideas can never be aborted we our ideas cannot be there's no wilderness if, if in any area there was wilderness before we came it will become a fruitful fruit because we are there hallelujah remember that you are not ordinary when you arrive at a place christ has arrived christ has arrived when anywhere i am christ has arrived if there's a business if there's a job that is not doing well because i am there because i am there there's a total turn around there is 60 turn around in everything that i'm involved in it becomes fruitful and productive it becomes fruitful and productive in anything i do because jesus said he's the vine and we are the branches if he's the vine, that means i'm his extension i'm his beauty i'm his glory i show forth his glory i show forth his glory and i'm fruitful in every good work i produce fruits i produce fruits i produce fruits my branches are never dry i'm fruitful in all good things i'm fruitful in my job i'm fruitful in my business there's no no way there'll be lack there's no scarcity in my life i am fruitful i produce no more every day of my life i have more than enough numerous numerous in everything more than enough more than enough i keep eating the previous year's harvest i keep eating the previous year's harvest i keep eating seen the previous year's harvest looking forward to the harvest of this year i am a success i am a success i am a success i'm fruitful in every good work i am fruitful in every good way increasing i increase in the knowledge of god in my spiritual life i'm fruitful in, in my finances I'm fruitful in every area of my life. I'm fruitful in my soul. I'm fruitful in my spiritual life. I'm fruitful. I am my soul leaders. We be I am my soul members. We become a thousand. We become a thousand. This year's target is that every soul is a thousand. Indeed, indeed, every soul is a, is a thousand. My soul is a thousand because we are fruitful. One person brings hundred. One person will go and bring all his or her family members. One person brings a, a, a thousand. There's nothing like a dry cell. There's nothing like any member who has a dry business. No, 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 no. I am fruitful. I am fruitful and productive. I am numerous. Yes, I am numerous. I'm the seed of Abraham. I am the seed 
of Abraham. And just as the seed of Abraham is numerous, so am I numerous. I produce numerous fruits. There is no scarcity in my life. There is no wilderness in any area of my life. Fruitful in every good work. In my job, fruitful. In my academics, fruitful. In my spiritual life, fruitful. In my giving, I'm fruitful. I'm fruitful and productive. I'm fruitful and productive, bringing my family members into Christ, bringing my neighbors into Christ. No room, no room for the wilderness in my life. No room for the wilderness in my life. Each person a forest. Each person a forest. Fruitful and productive. No Numerous, numerous in every good thing. Lepa shaka talaba. In my finances, I'm fruitful. I buy up businesses. Fruitful and productive. Buying up the deep state businesses. I buy up corporations, multinational corporations for the gospel. Multinational corporations. I buy them, I buy them up for the propagation of the gospel. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. It there are farmers in this house, oh Lord. They are producing crops that are numerous. Their farmlands are fruitful. No farmer in this family. No farmer in this family will be out of season. They are producing crops in and out of season. They are producing crops in and out of season. They, they, they harvest and they Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope we were all saying those affirmations with her because that's the idea. We meditate together. Gosh. Oh, glory to God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Tina. Thank you. That was so powerful. That was so powerful. I bring my family members, my neighbors into Christ. I win those who come bringing the thousands, who come bringing the hundreds. I am fruitful and productive. Glory to God. The idea of this session is to start you up on your meditation and really, um, I'm tempted to adjust the schedule to let the meditation be the last thing and then we just close the meeting, meditating, and then we just go talking, meditating, roaring as the as the case may be, right? But it also gives you an idea of how to meditate. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear family. Always a blessing to fellowship with you all. Happy weekend. So today you are talking again and again that you are fruitful and productive. And right now we'll seal the things that we have said, breaking bread. First Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Lord, nothing in this season, nothing in this time, nothing in this age stops our fruitfulness and our productivity. The economy of our nation does not determine our fruitfulness. 
how things play out in the world at this time does not determine our productivity. You are a source and we are powered from within, powered from above, for we are from above. Thank you, Lord. It is so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Break the bread and eat it. Sakotopaya. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. But as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Heavenly Father, we thank you. A cup of the, test, the New Testament, the New Covenant, bringing us into the same class, into the same life, into the same place as you. Thank you, Father. We enjoy in this season all that you made us, all that you gave us, all that we have in Christ Jesus. We are indeed fruitful, extremely fruitful and productive. We dwell in the place of abundance, of excess, of surplus, overflowing at all times. Thank you, Father. There is no lack with anyone in this house. There's nothing missing, lacking or broken in their lives. They are self-sufficient in Christ Jesus, having been supplied with all that they require for life and for godliness. Thank you, Lord. It's a beautiful weekend for us. Even in this weekend where people are saying they've closed business, business people are looking for us. They are looking for us. Our shops may be closed, stores may be closed, but they are looking for us. We will get deals this weekend that is beyond what we got during the week. Thank you, Father. Men chase us with money. Men chase us with money. Everything that, in, that defines financial prosperity is the story of our lives. Even this weekend, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Congratulations, everyone. It's a beautiful um a beautiful weekend for you expect to have unusual testimonies that are not done that don't happen during the weekend and that's specifically for business and work people praise god glory to god all right so at this moment um just before we go into the testimony segment sister desi if you are available to take testimony let me know um we pray over our offerings, and if you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to um, post your full name, who invited you, and where you're connected from. If today's your birthday, let us know on the chat room. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your children who honor you every day with their offerings. The word of God that comes to us in this house daily has built our lives and has delivered us into our inheritance. Every one of us in this house has a testimony of improved state and estate, of improved life and lifestyle. So much has happened for us, and our offerings is our own way of celebrating who you are to us and all that you do for us. We love you, Lord, with all of our heart, and we'll always serve you. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. As customary, this is not a church. We do not accept offerings here, but would ask you to send them to your local churches, PCF cells, as the case may be. God bless you and grant you abundance of harvest for your seed sown. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Anyone joining for the first time? Any birthday in the house? I don't see any. 
Glory to God. Precious Okwara is joining for the first time. Oh, happy birthday. Um, welcome to the family, dear esteemed sister Precious. And then today is the highly esteemed Dickiness Ngozi's birthday. Happy birthday, Dickiness Ngozi. Um, Dickiness Abbasude is Dickiness Ngozi in the house. Oh, amazing, beautiful. Dickiness, good morning, Ma. Happy birthday to you, Ma. Father, we thank you for our dear Dickiness Ngozi. Oh, Shalagabaya. La Kondo Sutepaya. La Ketibaya. The seeds have come to fruition and harvest time is now. You will now begin to see the harvest of all your seeds sown. You've given again and again and again. And sometimes it feels like, but I'm giving, where's my harvest? It is harvest season for you, Dickness. It's a beautiful year. You would see harvest like never before. You will see material and financial prosperity like never before. Congratulations, Ma. God bless you, Ma. Oh, happy birthday to all our celebrants, Pastor Joseph K. Oh, highly esteemed Pastor Joseph. Happy birthday to Pastor Joseph. Congratulations to all the people in the UAE, the India region, all those all those um regions um who have Pastor K as their um regional pastor. Congratulations. Praise God, praise God. All right. Okay. So, um, sister, Dr. Kell, are you available to take, to handle the testimony segment? Okay. Sister Oge should handle it actually. So sister Oge, I'm handing over to you for the testimony segment. God bless you all. Enjoy the testimony time. Please raise your hand. Amen. If you have a testimony. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Destin Samaka, for this opportunity. It's testimony time, victory time, blessing time. And uh, if you have a testimony to share, kindly indicate by reason of your hand, and I will go ahead and unmute you to share with us. <clears throat> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, then, Brother Anthony Okafo, kindly go ahead and share a testimony with uh, with, with us this morning. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, esteemed Mr. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Well, Anthony, we can barely hear you. Yeah. If you're using oh, I, mean, no. I want to take it out. Yes, please. Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much, esteemed Stavoka, for this wonderful opportunity to share my testimony with God's people. So uh, my testimony goes this way. On the 14th of this month, which was uh, two Wednesdays ago, last two weeks, Wednesdays. So I had, um, um, normally on Wednesdays, I don't go to work. I work from home, literally. So... I took the opportunity to want to go fix my laptop and my phone at the computer village here in Lagos. So I had a friend who was actually driving to the airport. So I just decided to follow. So when I'm coming, I'll just join the BRT. So when I went on my way back, so I had to connect through Oshodin 
to get the BRT bus that is coming all the way to the island. So I was just walking towards the, the trade track. I didn't know there's this trade track they have around that bush on the underbridge. So I didn't know the trade track was actually working, right? So people normally trade on the trade track. You will just be passing there. You don't even know what's really going on. So I had the essence when I was listening to the message for that day. So um, people were just looking at me and then they were shouting and, I'm, and I was wondering why were they shouting? So the what's it called the train was coming and then the train was actually honing riding head. So my way walking towards that track area, just to take a step, right? That's how even the people that were able shouting, none could see like come to come and like drag me away from the train track. So as I was just walking, just to take the next step, I saw someone came and pulled me out of the train track. And then when the person pulled me out, and then he heard me until the train passed. When the train finished passing, that was how I was standing there. I the, Then some other people, they came around and they were telling me that I didn't know what God did for me. I said, I know, I know, all right? So there's this woman who came around on the scene. She was there and then I could literally turn, I didn't see the guy who pulled me out. And I was asking for this guy. I didn't see the guy. I literally didn't see the person who pulled me out. That was when I knew that God sent me an angel who pulled me out of that train truck. And I was there. These boys, you know, should they, they came and then they were like, you know, telling me that I should come and give them Thanksgiving offering for saving my life. And I'm like, I don't understand. You're not the one who saved my life. But there was this woman that God actually sent on the scene. Because those boys would have caused a lot of sin. They wanted to collect my phone and my laptop, you know, more or less like they wanted to mock me, you get. So the woman came, the woman was like shouting at all of them that they should leave this place now. So that was that woman carried me and got put in somewhere for me to just sit down and relax, you know. I sat down there, the woman came and the woman, the woman was telling me that. Uh, I shouldn't worry. I shouldn't move. If I try to move an inch, these boys will come and, you know, ransack me and collect everything that was with me at that time. So I sat down. That was how I sat down. Luma sat there with me. Luma was just encouraging me, was just telling me that it's not only you that things are happening in Nigeria. I wish this one knew that. I'm not even bothered about what's happening to people in the country. I didn't know. It was just God that just extricated me from death, even now, right now. Right? So, the woman sat there with me. The next thing, the woman said, where are you going? I told her where I was going. I said I was going to the island. I wanted to take the BRT bus. She not said, okay. I should not worry. I should just relax. I sat down there. She carried me. After for like 15 to 20 minutes, she now carried me to the bus stop herself. She literally paid for my fare. You know, she was like, I shouldn't worry. I should just go to church and go and give thanks to God for what God did for me. You know, I knew it was God who actually saved me, right? On the 14th of February, right? The story would have been a young promising man who walked into the train track, being on a Valentine's Day. But God forbid, God actually extricated me from death. 
So I'm here to give all the glory and return all the glory and thank him for loving me so much the way he does. And he's so mindful of me. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Indeed, he that keeps Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. Glory to God. Congratulations on your testimony, brother Anthony. God bless you. you. Good to continue to present and keep you all of your days. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, Sister Love has indicated there is no bad. Sister Love, um, just a minute. Okay, it seems the love kindly unmute and share your testimony with us. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. I'm very Please, uh, just a second. Hmm? Um, Sister Love, you can meet your mic. You know that in this house, one of the ways God guides us is that he corrects us. From Brother Anthony's testimony, Brother Anthony, you can confirm, were you wearing an, a headpiece while you were walking? Yes, I was. I was, yes. I hope you know that that was God showing you mercy. Yes, yes. Okay. So I want to say this to the house. There are certain things that are not okay to do. You cannot be walking in a public place and wear an earpiece. You cannot. When you are in a public place, you are to protect yourself and also protect others. You are liable for your safety and also for the safety of others. There are many people who have died this way. And when you get to heaven, God will tell you that you were just foolish. That's the word he's going to use to tell you. I've been in meetings when Pastor Chris addressed these things. So it was by the message of God that Brother Anthony was protected. He was walking into a train track and was wearing an earpiece that they were shouting he could not hear. Somebody had to come and pull him out. I'm grateful to God that you were saved. But I wanted to address this so that we would know what is not acceptable to do. Because many people do it. And I'm sure as I'm speaking, some of you in this house are guilty. You are take, doing exercise in the morning. You have your earpiece. And you are walking on a road that has cars. It, it does not make sense. If you must, put on one ear and let one ear be free. So that you can hear what is happening in your environment. Please. This must not happen to anybody again. I want so, to talk I about it. I literally destroyed the earpiece. I didn't use it again. <laughs> no, you don't have to destroy it. No, I have to. <laughs> you don't have to destroy it. But it was just a learning curve so that you will know that the, uh, certain things are not okay. I understand that sometimes we, we spend a lot of time on the, on the go and... We want to take advantage of that time to do several things, maybe catch up on your projects, a message a day and all of that. That's why I said you can use one ear, put it on one ear and let one ear be free, especially if you are walking on a road. Congratulations, all the same. We thank God for his message. Thank you, bro. You're welcome. 
All right. Over to you, Sister Love. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ma. Okay. Um, sometime in 2019, I heard a business opportunity. I was doing it from my house. I did it online. And one day, my other sister said to me, and she was like, if you really want to do this business and do it well, why not just see a physical location that people can come to you? And you know, the model. Um, I can't hear you very clearly. I don't know if you're far away from your phone. Your voice is not so clear. Okay. I don't know if you're just now. Okay. Huh? Did you remove your earpiece? Can you just remove your earpiece so that we can hear you clearly? I think sometimes okay, the earpiece that. muffles our voice. Okay. Okay. Much I'm better now. Can you hear me now? All right. It's much, much better. Thank you. Thank you. So my elder sister spoke to me and I made up my mind. I said, okay, I'm going to get a place. Although the model of the business was we supplied to stores and, you know, there were a lot of challenges because of logistics. When you supply some stores to get your money, you have to go several times, you burn your fuel. So whatever profit you're even supposed to make from that supply, you have already used it on your fuel. This was around 2018, 2019. So I made up my mind I was going to get a location so that I won't be dependent on just selling through the stores. People should be able to come to me. I should be able to, you know, direct the customers to myself, not just directing them to go to stores. So I started looking for a shop. I, I in fact, I spoke to several um, agents. You know, they'll call me and say, okay, there's one place we'll go there. Either it's upstairs or the location is not nice or the, the shop is very expensive. Because, you know, I cannot, you know, invest so much when I'm starting out, especially in a business I'm just, you know, doing for the first time. So sometime in 2020, I remember I got a place and I spoke with the lawyer that was like the agent of the property. I told him what I wanted to do with the place. He gave me an account number that I should make payments and all. I think like the next day was when the NSAS um, riots happened in the environment where I was. And all the shops that were in that place, that particular building downstairs were burnt. So I just knew that ah, I cannot, I first of all, thank God I had not even released the money to the lawyer to get the place. So I just had to, you know, take that place out of my mind and I kept searching again. So a particular day, my neighbor, one of my neighbors was going out and I, I called her and I told her that, please, oh, I'm looking for a, a, a store location for my business. So she spoke about several places, oh, this place and that place. So I told her that I've gone to some of those places and there was no um, place um, that was available. So she now told me about a particular property that they were just developing. <clears throat> I didn't even know about that place. She was like, they are developing some stores in a particular location that I should go there and go and make inquiry. So I, I, I went there. And I met the Hajia that was in charge of, you know, giving the stores. It was still just blocks, nothing, as in, though they were working. <clears throat> amazingly, it used to be a place that had some shops. They demolished everything. I wanted to do another thing there. So I went there. I met with the Hajia. She told me, this was the unknown. I didn't even know that people used to go to get um, stores when it is even uncompleted. I didn't know. So when I went to meet her, she told me that all the stores they take, especially the ones downstairs, it was just one that was left. So I quickly said, okay, I'll take that one and then one up because of what I wanted to do. So I told my husband about it. He said, okay, no problem. 
and I had to make a, a commitment because if you don't make any commitment, they will not take you seriously. So I sent them the money. This was in early 2022, I think, or end of 2021. It was long ago. So I kept on calling, going there to check the building. Sometimes you see they're not doing anything. I was just waiting. I was like, ah, dear God. You know, and that period was when um, fuel and diesel started increasing. So it became increasingly difficult to continue the model of my business, you know, going to stores and all that, having stores owing. It was so much. I was almost discouraged, but I made up my mind and said, this is what I'm doing. I would make a way around it. So at the point I had to even stop some of the businesses, some of the things I was doing, to just focus on, on that aspect that was not going to be so expensive. So sometime in 2022, no, 2023, they told us that we we're going to finish it. Was it March of 2023 or so? I was very happy. So I went there again one day and then I met with the Haji and she told me, he said, you know, the man was building like three plazas in one place. The place has, is a very big place. So she told me that, okay, I had just started um, um, the work on this third um, plaza. I should come and see it. In fact, that one was even worse than the other ones. Nothing was really happening. They just did the demarcations and showed how the stores would be. So I just told her, okay, I'm going to take this one and this one, the first two. I told her I was going to take it. So she told me, okay, since I already gave her money for the other one, I should give her another money, you know, because that one was more expensive. So I put the money together and I gave them. And then I kept on following up when they were going to finish and everything. Sometimes you go, they'll tell you they'll finish next month. <laughs> they'll tell you the time. And then they never really met up. So when we were setting our goals for this year, you know, I wrote it and I said that I wanted to have that store ready before March of this year. That was what I said. And this was in December. And I remember vividly when um, Pastor gave the word for the year that it's our year of redemption. You know, something rang deep inside of me because I know it was like I lost time, I lost money, I lost opportunities. So many things that <clears throat> I was meant to have done or enjoyed or gotten that didn't come. So when Pastor gave the word for this year as a year of redemption and he gave, gave those prophecies about things that were going to be coming back to us, I just knew that this word, <laughs> I'm going to cash out on it in, in, in amazing ways. So sometime um, in January, I went there again and I saw that they had finished two of the plaza remaining this particular one where my own store was. They were still working on it. So I spoke with the Haji and she told me, Oh, that I should that the allergy used to come around. I should just talk to him when he comes. So I met the man and I told him, I said, I wanted that place to be ready by February. And the man just looked at me and I said, Okay, that is no problem. Now, how much have I given to the um, Hajjah that was, you know, supervising things for him? I told him, he said, okay, no problem. That he's going to tell the men that they should give attention to this too. And that was it. I didn't even have to give him any extra money. Later, I went again. I saw that it, when, when he spoke to me, I was thinking, okay, maybe it would take them maybe another one month or two months, you know, to do it. When I went there, I found out that, they focused on those two that I took and they completed it. And then like two more beside me. All the other stores were still uncompleted and we work left, not done. So I called my husband and I told him, he said, okay, no problem. When they will check the place. So it was now, because the way the man just did the place, he didn't really do anything. You know, the way these landlords can be very funny. So you are the one that would do what you want, how you want it to be, tiling, everything. So we had to start working on the place and I'm so grateful to God that it happened at just the perfect time. 
at just the perfect time, we're able to complete the place. We're able to fix the place. We're able to even get goods, you know, especially not having been, you know, been actively doing the business and bringing in goods and all. We're able to get goods at no cost. Even got a new product to come under our distributorship. I just want to thank God. I know this is good because the way everything happened, you know, when I spoke to uh, my sister about it, she told me something, this is the perfect time. And I know, yes, it is the perfect time. And it is the working of God's word concerning us. You know, all of these activities we've been doing, you know, uh, days of redemption, making those affirmations, saying or reading the books, reading, you know, so much is happening because of these things that we do, you know, Whenever I go there and I tell the allergy, because most of the shops don't have toilets, only myself, I have to, I had to create a space to do it. Normally the allergy will not even allow anybody to do any, you know, major work. But the moment we spoke to him, the man agreed, we had to start breaking, doing everything. If I, the hijack came to meet me and said, she said, you have luck with this man, because some of the other tenants, they get to complain about him and everything. The man didn't just even allow us to do the toilet. He, he gave us, he connected water for us. This one that is telling other other um, store owners that they will pay to use the toilet that is behind. But anything we say we want to do here, we just tell, oh, yeah, go ahead. You know, coming to see it, giving the people that are doing it more ideas. Or I'm just so grateful to God for what he has done for me. And I want to thank God for my accountability partners. You know, we spend time to pray about our goals. You know, I take them along on what I'm doing and, I just thank God and I thank Esteem Sister Amara for this platform and these activities that we are led to do. It is really by the Spirit and it is working. You know, when I entered the store yesterday and I sat down in the store and I looked around, I was like, you know, when, when what you have been looking for for so long, this is since 2019, we now materialize this. Uh, it was like that scripture that says that when God turned again, the captivity of Zion, we were like, did that dream. I almost could not believe that I, I have my own working stone that people can come and meet me to do business with me. And I'm so grateful to God. I am so grateful to God. Thank you very much, Ma. Amen. Congratulations. Congratulations. Indeed, all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Yes, this was a perfect time for everything to materialize. Congratulations, dear esteemed sister love, on your testimony. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Over to you now, dear esteemed sister Tina Bansa. You can share testimony with us, ma'am. Mm. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity. So my testimony is that I just want to thank God for this month's Rhapsody articles. Like, Pastor has really been revealing so much to us. And like, during the last, it just ended NBTC. Like, the pastors were sharing on first things first. Like, things that we should take as priority in life. So I think this particular month's article, every day, Pastor is telling us like the things we should take importance like the things that we should like kingdom focus especially as we prepare for the rapture like i think like this particular month pastor is really apart from the your love was special times pastor is really he's really saying something in the spirit like he's really preparing us for what is coming what is ahead so i really want to thank god because when you see the other people in other ministries are not getting the opportunity, like their pastors are not telling them this. I remember I there was in a meeting where the pastor was saying that it shouldn't be okay that your family members are not in Christ embassy. 
Because like where they are, your family members are maybe in Pentecost in the Methodist church. They are not hearing what you are hearing. They don't even know that there's rapture. They don't even know there's a second coming. But you are hearing all this and you shouldn't be okay that you are hearing it because you don't want them to end up where you don't, where you wouldn't like to go. So I think we, like we are, in one way, we are so blessed to be in this ministry that every day pastor is talking to us. Like every day pastor is talking to us through the rhapsody. He's like admonishing us on what we should take important in life. So we should also take it upon ourselves to let other people hear what we are hearing. So it's an honor to be in this ministry and it's also a responsibility for us. Because I was listening to Pastor's message a few days ago and Pastor said that God will really judge us based on the things that we have heard. So on the judgment day, I always said on the judgment day, Christ and Basil members, our judgment will be different. Because look at the things that we have heard in this life. You don't expect that God has revealed so much to us in, like any of us will be ignorant and will miss the rapture or won't fulfill purpose. So yes, this is my testimony. Like I just want to thank God for, I think that as for this month's rhapsodies, every article I really have to, every day I have to read it again the subsequent month. So that's my testimony. That's, that's, I thank God for what Pastor Chris is revealing to us through the Rhapsody, especially in this month of February. And I want to make the effort to bring other people, my family members that are not in Christ and body, to also come and I know I've created a group, a WhatsApp group. I share the Rhapsody to them every day, but that's not enough. I want to go the extra mile to bring them into the ministry to make sure that they're also hearing the things I'm hearing. They are taking, like, First thing first, they are putting priority on preparing for the rapture and also living and fulfilling purpose. Thank you for the opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, dear Mr. Tina, for sharing. Yes, putting the gospel is and should be our priority. Glory to God. Um, dear esteemed sister Anu, you can go ahead and share with us your testimony, ma'am. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much, SM Samaka, for the opportunity to share my testimony. Praise God. Um, about two weeks ago, um, I noticed um something like a boil under my armpit. And it wasn't so much of a boil. I, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I think I'll just best describe it as a boil. And then um the devil started to bring pictures of fear of um, of um, people that had from a boy they had a very big medical condition and then I was somewhat concerned but I decided to just use the word just live with the word and then I started to speak in tongues I started to declare the word and then it started to become it was like as if all that I was doing. <clears throat> It was like all that I was doing was not yielding anything. So it started to grow even larger. It started to grow bigger. And then one night I just, I was asleep. And from my sleep, I, I was still, I was feeling the pain. So um, the Holy Spirit then said to me to just speak in tongues and use the name of Jesus. And then I did that. And then subsequently, the pain did not even, it, it was like as if I was just, pouring water on, on a glossy surface. It was no effect, but the Holy Spirit then told me 
you have you have spoken in tongues you have used the name of jesus don't worry about it so i i just ignored the pain and all the negative pictures the devil was bringing to me i was saying no you're a liar you're a liar i reject that thought in the name of jesus i was saying i was just speaking i found myself speaking almost every minute of every day of of the period of the uh, of the boy or whatever it is so uh, and then suddenly it started to just release the, the things inside just started to come out and then the pain just suddenly just stopped the pain just suddenly stopped and it suddenly just dried up and i'm so i'm, I'm just so grateful to god that that it happened as it happened i i had my faith strengthened because uh, I, I also got to remember when Pastor was teaching us about using the name of Jesus in the year of the prolific, how that the name of Jesus is just all that, all, it's an advantage for us as children of God. So I'm just so grateful to God for this testimony. My faith is strengthened and, and my family's faith is also strengthened. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Amen. Glory to God. Indeed, the word of God works. The word of God and our lips is God talking. Hallelujah. Super, super congratulations on your testimony, dear esteemed sister. I know God bless you and thank you for sharing. Over to you now, dear esteemed sister. Blessing. Chinagua. Kindly share your testimony with us, ma'am. Blessing, your mic is, is... Okay, okay, just a second, please. So, um, we have five minutes to wrap up this testimony segment. So, Sister Blessing and Sister Makati, and we can close. So, Sister Blessing, please make your testimony in two minutes. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, everyone. Um, I just want to thank God for the life of my you know, my mother, she, she stays in the village. so with her bike. She's always, you know, riding bike like, you know, normal women that live in the village. So, it goes to this early morning, you know, service that, you know, we usually do. Um, two occasions. There was one time because she has arthritis, pain in her leg. So, as she was just walking, she fell inside the gutter. I thank God for her life and how God, you know, saved her. And she came out on hot. Another one again was the time she was um on bike, she was riding a bike and she was still on that on her road going for this early morning, you know, service. A keke was coming and she didn't even know. And the two of them they were dragging roads together, dragging road, no dragging road. But you know what was happening. The keke went and fell off the other way and she went her own way. So it's a big testimony to me also for my sister. Uh and we just like a kind of the notion. She was having this intuition. There was somebody that was saying that uh, she escorts him somewhere and he said there was a way she was feeling that uh, that she wanted to go but she now said to the person you know that she will not go because she's very sorry so she stayed back so a few hours that the person now called her and said ah, that uh, does she know what happened to to him now that she had a, that he had an encounter with him um, from armed men you know and uh, you know this attack that happened i thank god that he said he now quickly ran away from the scene that was how God said that. So as he was saying, narrating the story to myself, my son was not was not wondering. I said, ah, you see the reason why you know, he was having this feeling inside of her that, uh, that she doesn't want to follow him. So I thank God for God's protection, for God's care. In fact, it's very important that every day, children of God, and just like Satina said, you know, the ministry will belong. I just really want to thank because I know where I came from before I joined the ministry. You know, this gift of speaking in other tongues is so, so relevant. But I don't know how anyone will stay in this life. That's, that's the reason why the Holy Spirit came, you know, 
unto Jesus Christ, you know, when he came into this world. Because without the spirit, I don't know how a lot of people, how they survive. So, you know, it's just speaking in tongues every day that I always do sometimes two hours straight. It all depends on how the spirit of God is able to. So I don't know the thing that God is removing, you know, in my family. Those ones I can't hear and the ones, you know, that I hear. So I want to thank God for my family, you know, for everything that God has done, the one he's here to do. Thank you very much, Ma. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, sister. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony with us. Because of time, over to you now, dear Simster Makazi. Kindly share your testimony with us, ma'am. Your mic is still muted, ma'am. Simster Makazi. Uh, your, okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you so 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 much. Uh I'll just be quick. Thank you so much for this opportunity, STEM sister uh, Amaka. I really appreciate it. Mm, my testimony is uh, very short but uh, very, very, very impactful in my life. I just want to say that on the 16th of February, I was celebrating the whole year without getting sick. I have not been admitted at the hospital ever since 16 February last year. And I am talking about a person who's been admitted every second month, going to the ICU, and maybe doing the operations and everything. But on the 16th of February, I was celebrating the whole year without getting sick. And I am declaring, and I've already declared, I'll never be admitted again. I am so healthy. I'm doing my garden. Not only am I healthy, I'm also energetic. My strength is renewed. I am so excited. I'm back into doing a lot of things that I'm still going to talk when the right time is right. And another thing that I want to say is that when the previous speaker that was talking about uh, boils was testifying, that's when I remembered that I had this um, pain at my back, on my back for a very, very long time. And I have been declaring, uh, you know, you know, it's something heavy, like you would feel something like it's moving or something is sitting there. And it has been for a very long time. And I've been trying to confess. I've been trying to rub. I've been trying to do this. And, and it is only now when that lady that was talking about boys, I remembered that it's almost more than three to four months. I haven't had that thing. It is so gone, you know. It's, it's it's amazing how sometimes we would forget about the answered prayers that we have received because I used to be confessing every minute. You know, when she said every minute, that's when I remembered I used to do that every minute I would be talking because I would feeling it when I'm walking, when I'm cooking, when I'm sleeping. And I would keep on saying, I refuse you, you are going, you are doing whatever, you stop. But now I realize it's been months. I haven't felt it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. I'm alive. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Amen. Glory to God. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Congratulations to you, dear esteemed Sister Makazi, and to all our testifiers in the house. Over to you now, dear esteemed Sister Maka. Thank you so much for the opportunity to handle this testimony segment this morning. God bless you, ma'am.
Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Oge. Congratulations, esteemed Sister Makadzi, and all those who testified this morning. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Um, testimonies abound, and those of us who hear the testimonies that have been shared this morning, Pastor said that when you hear a testimony being shared, you make contact with the grace that produced the testimony. So if you want a similar testimony, you would have it because you have made contact with the grace. So the testifiers, thank you for giving us the opportunity to do that. And we thank God for the testimonies that are bound in the house because of the testimonies that we have heard. And so much is happening in the house. Gracious, amazing things. So enjoy the rest of your weekend and ensure that you are a part of the praise service that's going on the global praise service holding tomorrow. For those of you in Lagos, you are supposed to be in the 10,000 man choir in LCA. Find yourself to LCA tomorrow. Today is the rehearsal. Find time to come. God bless you all. Thank you, everyone. See you tomorrow at the devotion. Remember the book review times, 11.30 a.m. to 30 p.m. GMT plus one. Please let's unmute our mics and share the benediction. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. Progress of the